Namaste. It's Renee. Hello. How is everybody? Welcome to my podcast, Peace, Love, Abundance, where I talk about many things, uh, yoga, just deep thoughts in life, and also another one of my favorite subjects is Ayurveda. And today I want to cover a little bit on the three doshas of Ayurveda. My past episodes, episode three was on the five elements, and episode four was a basic understanding of how Ayurveda, everything comes down to digestion and elimination. If you haven't listened to either of those two podcasts, I highly recommend it. You can pause this one now and go back to those two or go ahead and listen to this one. I myself am one of those very kinesthetic learners that I don't always have to learn things in sequential order. But eventually, if I hear everything, it all starts to come together like puzzle pieces. But if you are somebody who does better with sequential learning, then you might want to go back to three and four first. Or listen to this one, go back to three and four, and then if you need to listen to this one again, you can. Let's move on. The three doshas of Ayurveda. So Ayurveda um, is a system, and... A science. It's been studied for for thousands of years. It's not just a fad diet, something that's been around for a couple years. They're not going to tell you one week to eat saturated fat and then the next week tell you saturated fat is bad for you. Ayurveda is what it is. It's been around for thousands of years. It's a tried and true science of listening to your body and making the mind-body-spirit connection even. They do have guidelines for eating, but the guidelines for eating are somewhat based on the three doshas. But within the three doshas, there's also the belief that we can shift almost daily, weekly, monthly with the seasons. So resist wanting to ever 100% associate yourself with one dosha. Here in Colorado recently, we were working on having one of the third hottest summer in history with temperatures in the 90s, upper 90s, hundreds for quite a few days. And we started in early June. And then all of a sudden, the monsoonal season came in and we've actually been experiencing some 70s and 80s. And my body in particular went from being too hot that my pitta, I'll discuss the three doshas here in a moment, but I'm just giving you an example. My pitta, the fire dosha, was way out of control. I was experiencing heartburn. I never get heartburn, but I was. I was experiencing heartburn with having the third hottest summer. Then when the weather shifted into the monsoonal, we started getting more rain and it was cooling down. Even the 70s almost felt cold up outside after being used to the 90s. Anyway, that's when my body started to crave um, warmer foods, foods that warm us up. So with that said, obviously Ayurveda and the three doshas are also based on the energetics of food. And when you can start to understand even food as energy and we as human beings are energy, and there's energy all around us, then that's whenever things start clicking. It's a system of listening to your body, listening to your energy, and honoring the energetics that is in food. And so the three doshas are 
Vata, Pitta, and Kapha. The three doshas, Vata, is often referred to as the air. Pitta is usually referred to as fire. And Kapha is often referred to as the earth element. Now, if you listen to the five elements, you know that there's five elements, not three. So even though Vata is known to be air, Pitta, fire, and Kapha, earth, they actually are a combination of the five elements. So Vata is actually air and space, space being... um, the energy around you, outside you, the things you can't control, like literally um, the space. And some people have a lot of awareness of space. Think of somebody who has claustrophobia and they always feel like the space is closing in on them and they can't breathe and they don't like crowded places. That is um, space. So vata is air and space. Pitta is actually fire and water. Fire and water keep each other in check. Yes, Pitta is usually known to be the fire element because I think sometimes that can be the element that gets most out of control. Also, Pitta shares water with Kapha. Kapha is earth and water. So you can't necessarily call Pitta or Kapha the water element because the two of them share the water element. And... So therefore, the water is what helps balance out the fire as well as the earth. You know, the earth can get too dry and it needs water. Or earth can get too muddy. And so therefore, it needs the air of vata to dry it out. Anyways, before getting too, too much deeper, let's let's talk about each one of these individually. And then we'll see how much time we have if we can talk about how the two or the three doshas also can help balance each other out. So the vata dosha, the air, and the space. People who tend to be more on the vata side, or when you experience um, vata, you tend to um, even feel air within the body. So it's the air and space element. So imagine air in your body. What is air in your body? Air is going to be gas, bloating, burping, And also feeling dry, like so dry skin, dry eyes, dry mouth, because the air is just drying everything out or blowing everything up, like your belly just blows up like a balloon. Vatas also, their thoughts can be very airy, or we joke about somebody being an airhead because their thoughts are all over the place or you're just kind of even wondering where their thoughts are because they're just out there in the air. They're being an airhead. Then there's the space aspect. I mentioned briefly a little bit ago, somebody who has claustrophobic. Claustrophobia is somebody who's very in tune to the space around them. They don't like being in crowded places because their space is feeling enclosed. They generally like to be outdoors as well because the space around them when they're outdoors is vast and big and airy and they can breathe. Also, um, someone who is in tune to their space may not do so well um, sometimes with working with other people. So you can see that vata element coming out that um, when their space is really out of out of balance. They may not work too well with other people. 
Vatas tend to have really good ideas. They're very creative. That's part of that airiness is they're very creative, but they don't always finish projects. They have a hard time following things through because like a dog and a squirrel, the second they see the squirrel, they're they're distracted by the squirrel and they've moved on from their chew bone to the squirrel. But the creativity side, if you can get a vata to focus, they're they're highly creative. They're really good at brainstorming and thinking out several different scenarios and moving with that. Vatas also, we definitely need the vata, the air and the, the dryness. Another good way to explain vata, um, it's an external example, but when you want your hair to dry quickly, you blow a hair dryer on your hair to remove the moisture and heat also helps get the moisture to evaporate. So moving even on to the heat and water, we have the pitta. So pitta does tend to be the fire. Fire in the body is often represented as heartburn, an acidic burning feeling in your stomach. In the summer, sometimes our feet can even get inflamed just from the heat of summer. And also a little bit of edema swelling, which that would be the water element. Remember, fire and water make up the pitta. And we need both to keep each other in balance. The water keeps the fire from turning into a forced fire and burning out of control. But the fire also makes sure that the water doesn't get too stagnant. Um, Water that sits in pools gets very stagnant. So you need the fire to get it moving. We also need the fire to get some of that water to evaporate up into the atmosphere so our atmosphere isn't so dry. And in our bodies, this balance of fire and water can be if you are feeling a little bit dry, so maybe you're a little bit too vata, and then you've added some fire by eating really extra spicy food or the heat of summer, starts to dry out the water And then the forest fire, because air also feeds fire. So then the forest fire burns out of control. So in your body, you might have some redness, rashes, acne trying to come out. That's that fire trying to come out. And you need to counter it with some water. You need to really soothe it and bring it back down by bringing water into your body. Too much water can result in the inflammation, the edema. Maybe your fingers start swelling like hot dogs. Your feet are a little bit more swollen. Your eyes are puffy. A little excess of water. Even think about when your eyes are puffy and your body's puffy. You are feeling lethargic. You don't feel like getting up and moving around. So therefore, you need to get up and get moving around to get that internal fire going. You need to warm up your body. When you warm up your body, you start to swell. Sweat, And then the sweat starts to um, basically evaporate out of your body through your pores, through your, your glands, and you start to relieve yourself of some of that excess water by getting the fire burning inside of you through movement and heat. So you can really see some of the relationship there with Pitta. Pitta uh, people are very highly motivated. They get things done. So when your digestive fire is burning brightly, you you get a lot of things done. Your pittas are often your 
your managers, your leaders, your CEOs of companies. They they are there to make sure things get done. They also tend to like to get things done in a certain order. They're very organized. And sometimes they need to rely on the creativity of the vata because pittas can be so stuck in their path and in their thinking that they can't think outside the box. And so then the the vata, the creativity of the vata combining with the pitta helps the pitta with some ideas. And then the pitta is going to make sure it comes through in fruition. Someone like me, I'll admit, I'm very vata. I like to be creative, but sometimes my follow-through isn't the best. So when I know that my vata side has come up with a good idea, I need to figure out how to cultivate my pitta so that I can get it done. So I rely both on my vata and my pitta to try and get things done. Like this podcast, my vata came up with the idea for the podcast, but my pitta I need to keep me in ta- in on track, organized, and get these podcasts recorded and done for you all to listen to. Kapha, the third dosha, the kapha is the earth and the water. So it's very much grounding. It's very motherly. Kapha is... People who have an overabundance of kapha in their body are truly the motherly type. They make sure everybody else is taken care of before they're taken care of. Earth and water is very heavy. Think of think of mud, especially when you've got a lot of water and earth going on, you're going to feel really heavy. So the kapha type... The way you see this in the body is structurally. Structurally, a kapha person does tend to carry themselves a little bit bigger, but it's that whole um, beautiful look. It looks normal on them. Whenever they're curvy, it's, it's something to be admired because you're like, wow, she's really curvy. She's sexy. Um, she's got it going on. Or for men, it's talked about that they're really strong and, and built. And, and the, even the bone structure tends to be bigger. So you think of um, a person, a kapha person, as just very strong. And the structurally, they are sound. And they are there for you, for everybody else. And they're going to create that structure. They're the bottom of the pyramid holding everybody else on top of it. And kaphas tend to um, do better, though, when they eat lighter foods. When they eat heavy foods, uh, even meat, heavy protein and oils, it tends to make them feel even heavier. They tend to feel weighed down. Things move really slowly. Their digestion and their metabolism has um, severely I don't want to say severely. If they have an imbalance, it's severe. But it, it tends to slow down quite a bit. So a kapha tends to like do well with um, already cooked foods like stews and soups, things that are slightly pre-digested so that their body doesn't have to work too hard on digesting it. They also like light foods uh, like pita chips, rice cakes, so drier foods because they already have a fair amount of the water element in them and they need the more drier foods to help keep that water in check. However, obviously, when their water is out of balance, the earth starts to dry up. 
and the air starts to take over. So they can have the vata imbalance to where their earth is drying up and they're imbalanced. Or sometimes the kapha dosha gets to this point, if they've been dieting a lot and losing weight, they eventually start taking on some of the, the vata um, imbalances because through their dieting process, they might be depriving themselves of some of the foods that they do better on and they start to dry up. So without the lack of water, they start to dry up. Also, the pitta can start to take over because when things start to dry up, when the earth dries up, we have forest fires. But for the most part, a kapha dosha uh, doesn't do well even with dairy because kaphas tend to be more the mucousy type. Um, so the allergies related to a runny nose, um, ear aches, the, they're related to the bodily fluids. So when they have an excess of bodily fluids or those bodily fluids start to get thick like mucus, then that's a good sign that something like dairy isn't serving them while they're not doing well with dairy. So your kapha type can do better without dairy and eating more of the drier foods. They also are one of the more truer vegans. They do well on vegetables. So vegetable soups and stews really feed their soul, balance them out, keep them calm, because calm is where they like to be. Again, kaphas are very motherly. When you are even in a kapha state, you're very much in that, oh, yeah, I don't, I don't mind, I don't care. You know, I'm, I'm happy, let the kids have fun, whatever. Or maybe when you go on vacation, you might slip into kapha mode. Remember I said that we all have the three doshas in us at any given time. So you could totally be a pitta person, go, 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 go when you're on the job. But then the minute you step into vacation mode, you could be that person who wants to order room service, hang out by the pool, and really just kind of check out for a little bit and, and get in tune with your kapha sign to help ground you down, to help you find your earth, which is really good because the pittas need more earth in them. And the vatas can use more earth too because that's what's going to help keep their thoughts grounded. So when the creativity of vata gets out of control because they're out there in the air brainstorming, the groundingness of the kapha is going to help bring that air and ground it down. And all three of these doshas can just be amazing if you're constantly working on cultivating these even myself, I know my son is 23, so I know through his younger years, I, I very much became a, a kapha. Being in that motherly role, it, it, it's easy to take on those kapha traits and become more that motherly. Some women, even after having children, it's kind of said, oh, she really let herself go when she had children. She got a little bit frumpy. Um, she doesn't dress very sexy anymore because she's really truly cultivating that kapha while she's raising her small children. Yes, does it sometimes get out of control? Can we have a kapha imbalance? Yes, a kapha imbalance is when that person becomes so frumpy that they they do need a friend to kick them in the ass and tell them, look, you're kind of letting yourself go. You're starting to become part of the couch or part of the household. And that sweatshirt you've been wearing for seven 
days straight needs to be washed. So yeah, there can be a kapha imbalance. Kapha sounds amazing to the pitta because as a pitta or a vata, you're so busy keeping the fire burning or chasing your thoughts and your squirrels that the life of a kapha just sounds amazing to be able to wear the same clothes for seven days and ground down and take care of children. But eventually that that kapha needs a kick in the ass. She needs to get her fire burning again. She needs to get out there and, and cultivate a little bit of pitta and maybe take on a part-time job or volunteer somewhere so that she can feel important and get her pitta going where she starts to accomplish things and get the vata going where she feels creative again. So... The three doshas. There's so much to learn, more than what I can say in a 20-minute podcast, but I will definitely keep these going. I also, on my website, I have built a... um, a module, a program, pre-recorded. You can purchase and listen to at any time. It's almost four hours in length. That takes you from the history of Ayurveda and discusses some of the the three. Well, the discusses the three doshas and the five elements, and also even discusses foods, digestion, elimination. So, if you'd like to indulge in that, you're more than welcome to go up to my website online, And right now I've been running a special that if you sign up for my newsletter, you can get a 100% discount on one of my modules. And that does include the Ayurveda module. It's So if you want that, go to my website on the homepage of my website, sign up for my newsletter. And then you'll get a coupon code to be able to purchase the the Ayurveda module 100% off. So that's free to you. And if you don't like my newsletter, I get it. We all get a lot of newsletters. You can always unsubscribe. But I'm not the most annoying. I don't send out a million newsletters a week. At best, I get one out a month, sometimes two or three, if I have something going on or something I really want to share with you. Unsubscribe at any time. But in the meantime, it's worth the free module of my Ayurveda. It's kind of an introduction. Ayurveda is huge. You're not going to become an overnight success with it. But that's the beauty of Ayurveda is you just got to start somewhere. There's even principles out there that believe you actually don't have to know what Ayurveda is to listen to your body. If you think about it, everything I just told you is very much common sense. If you feel like you have too much heat in the body, you need water. If you feel like you're drying out, you need water. If you feel like you have too much water in your body, you need to get the heat and the air moving to dry you out, to eliminate some of that water, right? You need to sweat, get some evaporation going on, change your environment, And with the seasons, one day it can be hot, one day it can be cold. You need to listen to your body and serve that as well. So don't let even the thought of having to learn Ayurveda stop you from listening to your body on a daily basis. That's all you really need to do. But Ayurveda helps speed up that process, that connection, just like going to a yoga class and learning yoga. 
Learning yoga from a yoga instructor helps you with the process of listening to your body and stretching out certain muscle groups and grounding down. So with that, you can keep this journey of Ayurveda going. At the very least, just listen to your body. Start to make more connections. It's amazing how many people out there are just eating to eat, and they don't even honor the energetics of food, the warming properties of food, the cooling properties, the the moisture, the sour, bitter, spicy, pungent, which that's a whole nother podcast is getting into the energetics of the food, the actual energetics. Hopefully I will have one on that coming up very soon here. As always, your feedback, your your subscriptions, and your support to my podcast are always appreciated. And don't forget to go up to my website and sign up for my newsletter. Get the code to be able to download one of my online pre-recorded learning modules at no cost, 100% discount. Today, though, I'm going to leave you with, especially since I've gone over my 18 to 20 mark, I'm going to leave you with peace, love, abundance, and namaste. Namaste.